Welcome to the Mind Man Podcast, where we don't focus on changing the world. Rather, the focus is on changing the people of the world, because it is the people that create what we call our world. And without changing the minds of the people, there is no hope in changing our world. We are in the midst of a conscious revolution, and it is my intention to raise the collective consciousness And I'm your host, Adrian Moreno. And I thank you in joining me on creating a new world, one mind at a time. And looks like we're good. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Man Podcast. Today is a super awesome day because we're ha- we have an awesome special guest, AJ Mirzad. AJ, what's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm feeling great, Adrian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. This is such a pleasure of mine. Me and AJ, we met again. God, by the way, guys, I may be bringing a lot of speakers on here that I meet directly through my mentor, Sterling Griffin. Um, AJ, I believe, was my mentor's first mentor getting into business and um, they, they built a relationship after that, after a lot of success. And then after, you know, um, w- after one call with AJ, he held one of our mindset Monday calls not too long ago. And it was after that first call, he grabbed my attention because I can tell what he was talking about was strongly in the area of, um, you know, in the area of, of where, of where we are with this podcast. And so I just needed to pick out his brain. And I just want to, again, thank him for taking his time out of his day to do this. So go ahead, man. I want, I, want, I want the people to get to know who you are a bit. So, like, what is it that you do? And, like, what is, your, like, your story behind that? Yeah. Well, of course, shout out to Sterling. He's Absolutely. awesome. You know, uh, he was my student uh, in 2016. And uh, from there, he went off to create amazing things. We've created an awesome friendship since then. And uh, he's a really good guy, good heart, and he truly cares. Oh, yeah, and, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah man. I, that's why I love, that's why I don't mind paying him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, I met Sterling through, through my company, Online Supercoach. I've been doing it since, wow, 2010. And essentially wow. what I do is to help coaches scale their online businesses. And I started off with personal trainers. I used to be a personal trainer myself. Then I became an online fitness coach. And then from there, I had this desire of like helping other people grow their businesses. And around 2010 is when I started my first online business. So it's been like a decade since I've been online and I've seen, you know, a lot of changes and uh, a lot of growth. And it's interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, you could have the newest technology, the newest systems, but it really comes down to your mindset. Really, it's the, uh, the factor that determines your success in anything in life. Oh, 100%. So, so... So the major difference you would say between somebody who is so-called successful and then somebody who is, you know, like not successful, like in, in the way that the world sees it, you would say the major difference comes down to their, to their thought process. Yes. Okay, so. Stuff between their ears. hundred percent. Oh my God. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Awesome. And um, there's a couple of things that I wanted to ask you. And I know one of the, one of the, you know, things was, I know that you're deep into psychology. Um, you got a master's, I believe, in psychology. Yes, yes, yeah, a master's so, degree. Awesome. So, like, you studied that in college and all of that. So, I'm curious, what was it that made you so interested in that subject? Like, 
did spirit did spirituality play any part of it and if so was it like the initiator of the interest or like more like after the fact yeah so um growing up you know i had a tough life i was overweight and i had a lot of issues in my household uh you know my parents it was a very violent household my father he was a drinker so oftentimes he would abuse me and call me fat stupid lazy and hit me for no reason and i was the oldest and it was like why is he being so mean but i didn't know any better what really affected me was he would hit my mom so for the first 10 years of my life i was in a very domestic violence household and it really affected me because i was seeing two people that i love as the oldest seeing my dad hit my mom and it really messed with me mentally so that's what led me to eating a lot of food, really to just numb my pain. And after food uh, didn't do the trick, I went on to drugs and alcohol. And then I got really caught up in drugs and alcohol for the first 20 years of my life, you know, getting drunk and then doing a lot of drugs and overdosing. So it was like doing cocaine and wow. ecstasy and crystal meth and, you know, started off just doing hard them. Drugs. Yes, hard drugs. And then I was combining them and that's what led me to overdose and it led me to just really screw my life up, you know, waking up in the ER and it was like, whoa, I, I do this to myself. And, you know, you think I would learn my lesson after overdosing and blacking out numerous times, but then I had a severe overdose that put me in a hospital for a week. I was in a coma. And in that, I literally flatlined, I was pronounced dead and the doctors were reviving, but I was in a coma for about a week. And that whole experience maybe look at my life differently, you know, because after all the previous things, I just kept on going. But, you know, I, I literally had a near death experience where I flatlined and I was taken into my entire life and my whole life flashed in front of me. And I realized that I was in a place where I was about to die, but I held on for life. Like I was literally fighting for my life. And I remember the feeling and the energy and everything that came out of it. So waking up after being in a coma, I was surrounded by my family. And then they found out about my problems and obviously the toxicology showed that I did a lot of drugs and, you know, everything was revealed because I kept it a secret for all those years. And when I came out, a very dear friend of mine, he gave me a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Mm. And uh, at that point, I had not read any books, you know, just going to school and just getting by, but I never read uh, recreationally. And I remember reading that book and I was learning about the mind and the ego. And I was like, wow, like all of this is my fault, you know, because prior to that, I was blaming my parents, my dad's abusive and the, the bullies in school and society. I was blaming everything outside of myself, but that book made me realize that this is all my fault. And if I died that day, I would have died without doing anything, you know, born here, dead there, but did nothing with his life. So then I decided, you know, I want to make a legacy. I want to create something and make a difference and coming out of the hospital, I vowed to make a change and I vowed to really understand how the mind works and how psychology is. And oh. I started reading, you know, I didn't read any books up until the power of now. And then that first year I read 20 books. I started a journal, uh, not miss a day since then writing every single day within six months, I quit my nine to five job and I became a professional personal trainer. did that full time. That was my first business and my whole life changed. And that's when I said, you know, I really have to, understand the secrets of the mind because my mind almost killed me it led to my demise but what if i now use it to becoming a better person and changing the world and making the world a better place how can i leave a lasting legacy and impact lives for the rest of my existence mm -hmm. so 
that same evil, negative, destructive mind that almost killed me, I now use it to make a world a better place. So that's what led me to understanding how the mind works from a psychology point of view, but also the spiritual laws of life. Yeah, so like the spirit, spirituality and psychology, they hit you at the same time. Like yes. it wasn't, yeah, like I'm, I'm deep into psychology and you stumbled upon spirituality. And that's, that's one thing that I notice a lot is that, is that traditional science is pretty, it's pretty like, you know, limited. You, can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Traditional science is like pretty, you know, just like thrown off in some, in some way. And, but when you like kind of start looking at like where science and spirituality are heading, they like they they both agree with each other and yes even though, even though they don't want to say it at the end of the day it meshes in so beautifully but you said something that really really like made me like yes a 100 percent, and that is the the fact of it's all my fault mm. i think people need to hear that and i think people need to know that because hold on all right. Yeah, I think people need to hear that because everything is somebody else's fault or something's fault. And they have this they have this one meme where it's like a spiritual meme and it goes before my spiritual awakening. Oh, yeah. Somebody step like someone being stepped on and then it zooms out and they're just stepping on themselves. Little Chinese boy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I want people to I want people to, to assume responsibility like that. And um, so what what about like what about that book made you see that like, man, like what about that realization just made you see like, OK, literally everything is my fault? Yeah. You know, I think like 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 I think the entire world, we have a lot of problems right now. There's a lot of stuff going bad, you know, and I really feel that the number one cause of all the problems is a lack of self-responsibility. You know, there's a lot of people that blame, blame other people outside of themselves, you know? Oh, it's, it's a white people. No, it's a black people. It's the government. It's China. It's the virus. Yes. You know, it's like, yes. no shit. It's me. It's me. I take full responsibility, you know? And, um, you know, it, it's interesting because like, like you, you know, I'm not white. I'm not black. I consider myself brown. Right. So yeah. I came to this country. <laughs> And uh, I, I was an immigrant, you know, my parents left the war torn, uh, we we're refugees. And, you know, coming to America, yeah, I experienced racism, people would call me names, or they make fun of my name, I got a really ethnic name. And with all the problems that I had, I always took self responsibility, you know, I never said, Oh, you know, if I was white, I would be more privileged or because I've of my race, I'm held back. Some girls don't want to date me because I'm brown. But the whole point is like, I can make all the excuses or say, you know what, these are the cards that I'm dealt. And these are the things I can control. I can control my education, my wealth, my fitness, my intelligence, my ability to help and coach people. Or I could just say, okay, because of these excuses, I'm a victim and my life is limited, right? And I do have cousins who made excuses, who never educated themselves, who never did anything with their life. And they're still bitching and moaning and they're still complaining, broke and unhappy, right? So at the end of the day, self-responsibility is the most important thing because again, and this is my personal opinion, maybe controversial, but I feel every race, every population has pros and cons, a gift and a curse. And the people that become the most successful say, okay, these are the cards that I'm dealt. 
but here's what I have control over and the things they can control, they capitalize on them. Mm, yes. And another thing, it's like, understand, I look at, look at what you're saying. I can't do this because of that. I can't do this because of that. I'm here because of that. And it's, it's like, look at what you're saying. Like you are the one telling you that story. Understand the power of that freaking thought, the power of that story. It has, yes. like, you're the one who has the pencil in your hand. Why not write something else? And I want, people, yeah. I just want people to understand like your <clears throat> thoughts truly do create so much. And if you're sitting here just replaying the same things, like you're never going to experience anything new. And that like really brings me to my next question is I want to talk about like the big shift for you. So it sounds like, you know, like the big shift definitely happened that last overdose when you realize, okay, like a big change has to happen. And then I almost died. Yeah, exactly. Now, what was it though? Because today's like specific, like, you know, point of focus that I want to focus on is the power of identity. Yes. Understanding your identity. So um, I see that you went to college and that's, I can imagine just where you stumbled upon identity is do through that. But how exactly like, um, when did you stumble upon the realization that our identity is the reason where we are? And like, how did you react to that? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So again, I was just obsessed with the human mind and I just really studied as much as I could by taking classes in college, changing my major to psychology, reading numerous books, and also <clears throat> getting into the spirituality of how the world works. So I remember... <clears throat> the day I realized the importance of identity was when three different books pointed towards the same solution. So I was reading a very boring textbook about psychology and how people that changed the fastest started shifting their identity. And it was giving a lot of cases of, let's say, a person who is a non-smoker compared to a person that wants to quit smoking, right? So one person says, I want to quit smoking. I'm trying to quit. Another person says, I don't smoke. I'm a non-smoker. That simple shift in identity will make a person quit or make a person struggle with addiction. So I was reading about this. I was like, this is really fascinating. And then I was reading another book, Psycho-Cybernetics. <clears throat> oh, man, I just read that. And, uh, yes. Book. And Maxwell Maltz were talking about self-image of how he was performing plastic surgery, the author's plastic surgeon, and so many of the people that he was fixing, you know, smaller nose, bigger boobs, you know, manipulating their external, they were still insecure and they're still having a lot of issues. And he was saying, wow, you can never uh, fight someone's self-image, even though a person does these aggressive things that change their body. And I was like, wow, self-image, identity. And then I was um, watching the movie about the secret, you know, and, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and to me, uh, I didn't read the book there was a DVD that was uh, being uh, sold on the internet. And it was like, it was the best trailer ever. And I was like, wow, I want to learn the secret. I want to manifest everything I want. And from there, it was just simply saying self-responsibility, your thoughts, your words, and your actions create your reality. And then the light bulb just went off. I'm like, oh, wow, the same identity that makes a smoker and a non-smoker successful or a failure, the same self-image of how we view ourselves, but it's also our thoughts, our words, and our actions change our reality and then everything started making sense i'm like oh that's why i was an addict that's why i had a problem with drugs that's why i blamed so much people that's why i was broke that's why i was lonely that's why i was depressed 
Then once my life started changing, I started losing weight, becoming more self-confident. Opportunities started coming. My bank account went from, you know, $5 to $10,000, $20,000, and it just kept on going up. And all of a sudden, my reality is changing, but I'm changing everything from the inside out. And I realized, wow, I have so much more control than what I imagined. Because the same way I was manifesting so much negative things and near death and breakups and, uh, you know, uh, parking tickets and just all this negative stuff happening, I now was shifting it to all these positive stuff was happening. Mm. And I realized like now I have control and I take full responsibility for everything that happens to me, right? Even if let's say I have a client and, you know, I do everything in my power and they want to charge back and they, you know, tell the credit card company, well, they, you know, I didn't, I didn't get what I wanted and they want a refund. I could get mad and blame the client, but like, this guy screwed me over. How dare they? Or I could say, yeah. you know, it's my fault. Maybe I didn't do a good enough job as filtering them in. You know, maybe there was a red flag in the beginning that I should have took notice, but I took them on anyway. Or you know what? Maybe my coaching program needs some improvement. So I could get crazy and fight and yell at them, or I could literally pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, Joe, I just saw you did a chargeback. I'm not mad at you. You know, I'm not in a position to say that you're right and you're wrong, but I want to have a man-to-man conversation. Now, you're not happy with my coaching, so let's just have an honest conversation. What can I do to improve? And by picking up the phone and having that heart-to-heart conversation and not blaming him, blaming myself, I changed my reality. I create more abundance. I also improve my program and I come from a place of love and understanding. Mm, yes. And that's, that's another thing, like taking things into your hands. Like this is one thing I've always said, and I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but one thing I always say is, you know, like take your life out of God's hands and put it in yours so you can actually do something about it. And even if it's, even if it's something that is 100% seems like it's, way uncontrollable way out of like you just can't there's no way in hell still take responsibility for it because then you can actually do something about it and that's one of the best things about taking responsibility and i have the same thing like when a client wants a refund when a client wants to cancel or when a deal doesn't go through or something i'm not sitting here like oh that mother talking about them i'm like okay there's something i didn't do or there's something i did that caused this so what is that how can I make sure this never happens again? And I want people to really look at life like that. It's called extreme responsibility, extreme ownership. Yes. Responsibility. Responsibility only means it's your ability to respond to something. And that does not mean that, oh, it's my fault or anything like that. But that mindset still, if it's my fault, is a powerful mindset. If you don't dwell on, oh, it's my fault, dwell on the fact it's my fault. So what can I do about it? Yeah. And that's where people get stuck. But I want to move on to what exactly. So, so first and foremost, by me, just let me get this right. By me just saying, I am a million dollar earner that has the potential to actually make me a million dollar earner. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Wow. And I'm living proof of that. I can tell you my backstory of how I became a millionaire and it's Directly no, aligned yeah, to that. <laughs> I, I want to hear the story. Like, I want to hear the identity or the identity shift that you made that like helped you become you you know a millionaire. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and it was 
Um, obviously, understanding the law of attraction and understanding the ability of taking action because I think the secret is flawed, you know, because oh, um, when man, I man. saw the it secret. Lazy. It makes people lazy. Yeah. <clears throat> I was delusional, you know, and I was like, wow, I could just sit on a couch, smoke weed and think about a Ferrari and then poof, it pops up, you know. It doesn't work like that. There's action that needs to be taken. And most people thought they could just fantasize having a girlfriend or having their dream car or having a million dollars in the bank that it was going to happen. A lot of people were upset when they realized you got to get off your ass and do something. Yeah, so the action. law of action. The <laughs> law of action. Yes, yes. And uh, basically, I was in a situation where my business was suffering extreme ups and downs. You know, when you're first building an online business, it is probably one of the most frustrating, most difficult things to build. You know, I will tell anyone who wants to be successful online that it's not easy. If it was easy, then everyone would be driving Lamborghinis and having six pack abs, right? Mm -hmm. It's the hard effort. stuff. Yep. It takes effort. It takes sacrifice. It takes the, you know, the ability to sacrifice and, 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 and deal with the frustrations and the setbacks. So it was this interesting experience where my business was having good months and bad months good months and bad months. And it was really messing with me because I was in a place where I was studying a lot about psychology and understanding reality. But I was so frustrated because my business was like stuck. It was not like, it was like, it was like $10,000 a month, $12,000 a month, but it wasn't going any more than that. So I thought in my head, like, wow, I have a limiting belief financially and I can't go any further. There's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with, you know, my business. And I was, I was trying to figure out what the issue was, but I, I couldn't figure it out. And then all of a sudden, I had all these negative things coming into my life. It was really just this extreme chaotic time where within the three month period, my house got robbed. I got burglarized, right? Like I just came home one day and everything was stolen. And I had, you know, $5,000 in cash in a bank, a little uh, safe, and I was stolen too. And I was like, oh my God, I was already worried about money. Now even more money problems are coming to me, you know? So that happened. And I kid you not, within a week, I had my business at the time. It was a gym business and I had a partner. We had a verbal agreement. He decides to take the business for himself and screw me out of it. So in that moment, I lost the entire business another massive hit financially that I was depending on this money. I lost it all. That threw me off. And I'm like, this is crazy. My house got robbed. Now I'm losing all of this money because this guy screwed me over. I never had a contract with him. Yeah. Just verbal. Damn. Within. And that was a lesson. Never have a verbal contract. Oh, you go. But um, one month later, I kid you not. I'm in my basement working on my online business on my laptop and I smell smoke and I'm like, okay, something is burning and I'm not cooking anything. And by the time I go upstairs, I notice that the floors are extremely hot. There's smoke coming out. Make a long story short, there's a fire in my furnace. And within the next hour, I went outside and called the, police, the fire department, but my house burned down, you know? Oh my God. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, I have bad luck. I, someone put a curse on me. How the hell is this happening to me all at once, you know? And I was, I thought I was going to have cancer. I literally called my mom. I was crying on my knees. I'm like, why is all this stuff happening to me? What is going on? She's like, relax, relax, relax. 
you're alive. You're okay. You know what? If I have cancer, I thought like literally all this bad luck was happening, you know, because when I had that near death experience, I had years of just abundance and positivity. Some stuff was happening and then this happened. So I was like, I'm going backwards. You know, mm. I really thought I was going to die or something bad was going to happen. And then um, I said, you know what? I cannot deal with this alone. And I went on Facebook and I just wrote a post about those, all those things happening to me from the burglary, from the loss of money, loss of business. And then my house burning down the lowest of the low, the, worst financial point I've ever was because I was in a place where I was like, like almost bankrupt, but then yeah. all my possessions are stolen and burned down. And then I just asked for help. And I said, I don't know what, what's going on with my life, but if you could give me some words of encouragement and then all of a sudden, you know, people are very uh, nice and they're supportive and they're very helpful. Hey, you should do this. I want to help you out. I got a mastermind. I want to invite you to one of my calls. I want to give you some free coaching. And I was like, wow, People are wow. so nice, you know, people want to help me out in such, a, in such a great way. And it opened up my heart to realize like, wow, I didn't realize people were so giving, you know, because you sometimes think if I really, really need help, is some random dude on Facebook going to help me out? And everyone was so kind to me and so nice. And all of a sudden people were inviting me to their seminars and their masterminds. And then I was in this place where I was like getting all this new information and all these new insights. And a lot of people were telling me like, hey, listen, um, I went through similar stuff like this, but far worse, you know, someone literally had cancer for one year and then it went into remission. Someone else was telling me that their child drowned in a swimming pool and they lost their child. It was the worst thing that ever happened. Wow. Someone, you know, th their wife embezzled all their money from them, cleared their bank account. But I was hearing all these stories of like horrible, horrific things that are happening, but then their whole life turned around within a year. Every single person said it was the worst thing that ever happened to me, but it ended up being the best thing because it created a new business idea. I won the lottery. This amazing person came into my life and I was like, holy shit, these people survive things far worse than me. And now they're successful and they're happy. It gave me faith. It gave me hope. And then I realized that the higher up the success ladder you go, the higher the tolerance for pain. The more pain someone could tolerate, the more successful they are. And if you look at billionaires and you know, people that have $100 million businesses, they go through far worse things than a person who's at six figures. You know, They deal with a lot of challenges. And once you overcome those challenges, it's like a video game. You get rewarded with success, money, and fame. And I was like, that's so true. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll just take the advice of all these people and just focus on being happy and positive. And I remember it was like the summertime of that year I decided, you know what, I'm going to basically take the summer off and just relax and just focus on being in a high vibe state. Because they were like, you know what, you always think about money, you always think about growing your business, you always think about pushing, pushing, pushing. You've been pushing so much that you're creating resistance. And that's why I said mentally, uh -huh. I was attracting all these things, you know. So then I said, I'm going to focus just on helping people. And just being positive, having high, high, high vibes all the time. Yeah, yeah. And from there, I just didn't think about money. You know, my bank account was like super like, like, like skinny. I was like almost broke. I was making like, you know, $1,500, $2,000 a month. You know, and that's, that was for making like $10,000 a month. Because, you know, the thing about any business owner will tell you, if you're used to making a certain amount of money and then that gets cut down to like 10% of it, you freak out mentally. Yeah, yeah. But well, instead of freaking right. out, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to enjoy my life. And I'm going to see, you know, not care about it. 
And then um, make a long story short, I all of a sudden started feeling this new sense of creativity and these new insights. And all of a sudden it was like, um, I was not thinking about money, but I was thinking about helping people and just being happy, helping people and being happy. And then the idea came to me to do this webinar, right? I was like, I, I, I just, I want to do this webinar and I want to do it like this and basically create it in a way that I'm just expressing myself passionately. It was like a random thing where I woke up at 6 a.m. on a Wednesday and I recorded this one webinar and that one webinar, I just ran Facebook ads to it and within a week, I made $5,000. Then I went Holy to $10,000. And then it was just bringing in all this money because I was just selling this course. Within one year, that webinar when w w made over a million dollars. Oh, and the one webinar. This one webinar. This <laughs> one webinar. Exactly. And till this day, it still converts. You know, the, like the, this is yeah. many, many years ago. But the whole point I'm saying is like, if I would have known that the, that year of just dealing with all the stuff and the house fire and the burglary and being at the brokest, the lowest point of my life to becoming a self-made millionaire and all this abundance coming to my, I would have never thought that would happen. But that's when I realized that like, there's something, there's a force, there's an energy, there's something far greater than anything we imagine. And oh, we keep yeah. the faith and have the hope and, you know, hope people got some clues on kind of the, the mindset you need to have when you're going through the worst part of your life. Yeah, no, but it changed definitely. everything. Definitely. And that's, that's, and it's crazy how the money came in when you weren't focused on it. It's like life happens for you when you don't need it to anymore. And like, I can tell, like you let go of that, that resistance of that, like, Oh my God, this needs to happen. And like, man, that's awesome. Like that is something that, you know, is because I'm finding myself, you know, my business is, it's doing great, but then like I'm, I'm, we're like I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, well, something's got to give, you know, like something has got to give in some way, and um, detaching myself from that has really been able to make things happen, and so that's awesome to see how that uh, happens. And I was gonna say like because of that experience, my my new mantra from that like becoming a self-made millionaire, my whole life turning around that year, it's four words: needing nothing attracts everything. And I live by that, man. Nothing attracts everything. Needing nothing attracts. I like that a lot. And I say it all the yeah. Yeah. And um, a good a good affirmation for me when I'm going when something doesn't go my way or you know, the way I wanted it to was everything that happens to me is the best possible thing that can happen to me. And because yes. I, and because I look at it that way, because you what I mean, like your perception literally creates outcomes a lot of the times. And because I look at all of my challenges that way, every single one of them eventually, even if it's a week, a year, a month, they eventually play out in my favor. And it turns out it was the best possible thing that can happen to me. So let me ask you this. What exactly is identity? Like what, like, well, what is identity in your, in your words? Well, your, your identity is how you define yourself, right? Your identity is made up of three things. It's the thoughts that you think, the words that you speak and the actions that you take. Mm, okay. And if you're in a position where you're aware of your thoughts, you're very cautious about what you say out loud verbally and you're watching your actions throughout the day, then you have a power over your identity. That's what defines you, oh. you know? 
So becoming aware of those three things will basically put you in the driver's seat of changing yes. your identity. Your identity is a label of how you define yourself. Mm, it's a label. Because I feel like so many people, they mistake identity. It's yeah. like, oh, I am Mexican, so that's me. I am, you know, I am Adrian. Okay, so that's me. And yeah. they that as identity, but they don't understand identity can be something as, oh, I am a procrastinator. Oh, I'm a loser. I am a millionaire yeah. or I am broke. Like all of these things are identities or just labels that we put onto ourselves. And yeah. how, like, how soon? Because I feel like our identity, we, it's like it gets engraved in like by, by the age of seven. I forgot, like, yeah. what, who is that one, that one um, philosopher that says, give me a child until they're seven, I'll show you the man. And yeah. um, that's, you know, that's like a fact right there. And I want to know, like, how, how do we, like, what's a practical way for somebody to start changing their identity? Because right now it's probably like some light bulbs are going off. They're like, wow, I never thought that I can just say I am something else. Now, what is a practical way of changing someone's identity? Yes, yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think just like you said, in psychology, they say within the first seven years is when we get programmed with the mm, identities of society, yeah. our parents, our siblings, our cousins. And just like I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, right, I was programmed by my father that I'm fat, stupid, and lazy. You know, I hear it all the time. So that was my programming. And then as I was trying to lose weight, I had to go through a lot of programming. You know, I was trying to yeah. make some money in my life and I was always broke. I had severe financial uh, limitations and I always thought I was stupid. So being stupid, I, I don't read books. Books are not for me. So I had all these limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Oh, you had to be smart to make a business. You got to be smart to be a millionaire. I'm stupid. I'm not smart enough. I'll just work for someone else. So it's crazy how your identities limit you in such a severe way. And I think it all comes down to realizing what you want, right? So I look at my life and I look at, okay, what are my goals? You know, I'm not going to be alive forever. I'm going to die one day. I want to have an amazing, fulfilling life. And I have four areas of my life that I focus on. My health, my wealth, my relationships, and my happiness. So I set goals for my wealth. I want to be in a place of financial independence where I don't have to work. I can live in the biggest house that I want, have as much cars, travel where I want to go to, buy my family gifts, give back to charity, and not think about money. That's financial independence. How can I make money but also have my investments work for me? Mm -hmm. I want to be in a place of high energy, be in decent shape. I can at least see uh, a six-pack, be 10% body fat, but look great, feel great, and never feel insecure. I want to be peaceful most of the time. I'm not going to be happy all the time. That's impossible. But I've got peace of mind when I wake up, when I go to sleep, and I'm always creative and I'm resourceful. I'm in a good state. That's the mindset that I want. And I want to be in love. You know, I want to be in an amazing relationship with my soulmate one day, create a family and just feel this amazing love and commitment that I don't think about other women and I don't think about, you know, being shady. I want to be committed mm -hmm. to one person and grow in an amazing, loving relationship. So I set all these dreams and these are goals and targets that I set out. The next step is who do I need to become to deserve this? So to have that level of mindset, to have this beautiful, amazing woman in my life, to have 
the wealth where I could do as I please and not have to work all the time. And most importantly, that I could have a physique that is worthy of my goals. Who do I have to become to deserve this? And then from there, that's the building blocks of the identities we need to work on. Mm, okay. Okay. I see. I like how those questions trigger. Okay. So it's kind of like you're, 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 you're working, you're starting with the end in mind. Like you're working yes. from the beginning. I mean, you're working from the end. You're like, okay, like, so if I want this, then that means I have to be this. So if I can just start being this right now, there is no question about it. That's going to come my way. That's basically how you're lining everything up, right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And again, these are my goals to someone else. They're stupid. Someone else are delusional. Yeah. Someone else exactly. says, oh, you know, but the point I'm saying is like, you have to have a target, a vision, and then reverse engineer it. Like I said, start with the end in mind and work on it for you. So whenever you hear the words health, wealth, happiness and relationship everyone has a different vision once you have no, that vision you. then yeah. yeah you start working on having the balance mm, got you okay now i remember in on so one of the things that you've got me doing and i got every single one of my clients doing because it's i mean man it's been a huge game changer for me which is the think up app and recording your affirmations there and um so i know that well i know that what my practice is is i will play my affirmations in the morning and at night, but I actually let mine loop all night. So I sleep with my affirmations playing. So literally for however many hours I'm sleeping, that's all my mind hears. And I realize that I literally do start waking up acting so much different. Oh, within a, within, I mean, easily within a month, I'm doing different things. I can have yeah. very rapidly. And um, I start to see that a lot of the things that I put in my affirmations on think up, I end up, you know, actually becoming that. And I have all of my clients do the same thing. I take them through a little belief exercise. Now, I remember you telling us on one of the calls, the reason why you do this is because psychologically something happens when you listen to your voice. Yes. As opposed to just listening to me, listening to AJ saying I'm a superstar or something like that. Are you listening to my actual voice say it? So like, what is the, like, what is the difference why is listening to an affirmation in our voice more powerful than somebody else's like affirming for us? Like, can, does our mind react differently? Well, all day long, you're saying affirmations, whether you know it or not. All right. Day. So all day long, you're listening to your own voice because when you think you literally listen to your own voice in your head, non-verbally and the people that are the most successful in life, they're more intentional with what they tell themselves and everyone else who's programmed based on society, based on the media, based on what their parents told them, they're listening to the affirmation by default. And my default affirmations are pretty dark and destructive. If left to my own accord, if I'm not intentional with telling myself the stuff I need to hear, I go backwards. You know, I'm fighting against the primal negative mind. Most people, if you don't work on, your affirmations, you go into negative. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. That's not going to work for me. Damn, this economy sucks. It's hard to make money out there. Life is hard. I'm so tired all the time. Man, it's so hard to be on a diet. All day long, by default, it goes into the negative. And you have to work to consciously make it positive. 
but the stuff that you do, the stuff that I do and the stuff we're recommending is if you literally loop an affirmation using think up, if you're more intentional, I have a journal, I'm writing in that journal what I want, what is my goals? I'm always speaking to myself in a very affirmative, positive way. And that destroys all of the default destructive patterns. Because over time that becomes the new default. Exactly. Like that becomes the new, the new normal. That becomes the new normal. Yeah. Like literally if you saw me 10 years ago and you saw my life and my thinking process and my conversations, I was a totally different person. I had to, again, recreate a new identity, a new version of myself because the default is very destructive. I would not be where I am if I was going through my default programming. No, a hundred percent. And same here. Like if you knew who I, like my story is, you know, like I dropped, I lost 91 pounds and I was able to, you know, um, come out of my depressed state. I was unemployed, selling weed. I wasn't like doing shit, you know, like my life was just yeah. crumbling and um, I was a complete different person. And what blew my mind was understanding the root word in person. And that is persona and mm. persona stands for like literally if you look it up it translates as the false mask and so a person like an identity is just a mask that you're wearing yes if you have the mask of somebody who feels like they're not worth it that's all you're gonna see in every single area of your life you're gonna be like oh man i want to do it but i'm just not worth it yeah and and like like the way you said like your identity it limits you because you have an identity that Oh, I suck it. I suck at um, losing weight. Like, you know, oh, I can never lose weight. That becomes an identity. Like, oh, I just can never lose weight. And so that's going to affect their actions because if they truly are convinced that they can't lose weight, they're not even going to try. And then whenever they do try, it's going to try for like a week or so. And then they're just going to give up. And so, wow, man, everything really does tie down to your freaking identity, man. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. And, you know, like the way I look at it is, is like, it's like a tool, you know, it's kind of like, look, learning how to hack the mind and in different areas of life, you have different identities, you know? Yes. So if I'm on a sales call, I have a specific identity. If I'm doing a seminar and I'm teaching people, that's another identity. If I'm with my girlfriend and we're hanging out, you know, the sales mindset is not going to work. So it's oh, obviously, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> unless I'm trying to seal the deal. <laughs> oh man. Yes. I love that. Awesome, man. Well, really that, that really just comes down to all of that really comes down to most of the questions that I had to ask you, but uh, how fast can someone's identity change? Like, can, like, can you really change your identity? Like, like yeah, I mean, I, 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 read about this constantly. I'm always studying the subconscious mind. We all understand that the subconscious mind is 300 times more powerful than the conscious mind. However, there's like a delayed response. And this will be a great test for the people that are listening to this. And it's a challenge for you is like, if you essentially start with a mantra, you know, like let's focus on an identity you want to shift. Okay. Let's say for example, um, you want to attract more money into your life. So, you have a mantra, I am wealthy, I attract money easily and frequently, I'm a money magnet, right? Whatever words you use to make yourself feel abundant, as a test, once you start doing it, one thing that happens, like I said, the subconscious mind is the delayed response. So 
may take a few hours or even a day, but then you start thinking differently and all of a sudden you start to have money-making ideas or something you've been putting off for the longest time, I'm gonna take action on this. Now's the time to do that. And then you could have something crazy within a week, a check comes into the mail, but there's like a delayed response. But the more the work you put in, the quicker the things happen. And again, the problem is, in a lot of people I've known that once they achieve their goal, they stop doing the work, you know? Yeah. You could be 100 pounds overweight, work on your identity, your affirmations, and then it'll help speed up your weight loss. And then once you're lean, you go into self-sabotage and stop doing the things that got you there, start eating like crazy, you stop going to the gym. Next thing you know, the weight starts coming back up, but it's a constant, like again, you're setting intentions because you go back to the default so easily. But as a test, focus on one area you wanna work on and put a timer on your watch or use an app, use some type of reminder system to do it for at least 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours. And then once you start seeing the changes, once you start getting the results, then it becomes addictive. Mm, yes, yeah, it becomes so, man, I'm always putting new affirmations in my, in my like once I like, you know, get, get somewhere. I'm just, and one affirmation, by the way, that I've realized takes care of literally everything. I do like to get specific. But one affirmation that does take care of everything is every day in every way, I am getting better and better. Mm. Just every day in every way, I am getting better and better. I think you would have really liked the book um, Self Mastery Through Conscious Auto Suggestion. Oh, wow. By Emil Koo. And it is, I mean, it's about healing illnesses through just that one affirmation every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. He's a hip, he's a hypnosis who would, basically cure all types of illnesses by, yeah. by just convincing them, hey, you're not sick. And so changing that identity of I am sick to I am well. And then that full adoption of that identity, the reality changes right after that. Man, I swear. This, I love that. I love this, that. I'm going to check that out. I'm, I'm all about, like I said, I never learn enough about identity. Yeah, me either, man. This universe yeah. is freaking crazy. I, I just love the way that this thing works, man. And I just have a question for you, man. Like, sure. who, do you, who do you know in this space that I should know? Wow. There's a lot of people. Um, I'm trying to think of someone who would be ideal for this type of identity work. And yeah, or just, uh, or anywhere in this, you know, psych, psych, you know, like the spirituality space. And like, you know, yeah. just because, uh, man, I'm making it a point to get to know people who who um, get to know the people that, of the people that I look up to, the people yeah. that I, you know what I mean? A good friend of mine and a mentor is a gentleman named uh, Peter Sage. And Peter Sage is a really powerful mindset coach and really understands the power of identity. And he taught me a really um, fascinating concept because um, he, he once came to my house and I interviewed him on my podcast, kind of like this. Okay. And he shared with me, a really powerful insight on attracting even more, manifesting even faster. And basically, it's discussing essentially what we discuss on this podcast, that there's multiple layers of life and consciousness. So the lowest level is victimhood, right? So why is my life so hard? Why does this happen to me, right? It's the to me because it's blaming something outside happening to you right? So the to me is a person who's 
complaining about the economy or racism or just life being so hard. So that's victim. And that's the worst place you want to be. I think I was at the to me for many, many years. One level above that is life happens for me. So the universe is giving me these gifts. Wow, my house got robbed. That's happening for me. Now it burned down. It's happening for me. What do I need to learn from this? I almost died from this overdose. It happened for me. I'm alive. I get a second chance. What can I do? And it gives you this level of self-responsibility. You're not negative. You're not a victim. You take responsibility. And then most people will become very successful at the happens for me. 99% of the world that have become something or a coach or take responsibility, they operate there. But the highest level of consciousness is it happens through me. And this is where you have the ability to change the reality within an instant. So it happens, we are one, I'm connected to everything, I'm connected to every human, but it's like this oneness where you're kind of like um, at the highest level of love and interconnections. It happens through you. So, you know, this is mythical uh, figures in history, Buddha, Jesus, Moses, these extreme spiritual leaders, Krishna, that there are a lot of stories of them having such a powerful connection with the universe that it happens through them within an instant. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And that takes a lot of years of spiritual development and meditation and giving back and love. But that's where you could hear all, you know, all of these miracles that are happening because they're at one with life. Man. And it happens. I'm, I've been in the happened for me space. I never went to that, that next level of it happens through me. Yeah. That's just something powerful to even say. I just to even say that is a powerful change. And that's so something got, you can work on. Maybe it'll take your whole lifetime. Maybe by the time you're 80, but the one I'm saying is like, there's hey, levels to everything. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh yeah. One consciousness, different levels. It's not a question of kind. It's a question of degree. Like what degree, yeah. what, where are you at with it? But man, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I like genuinely enjoyed conversating with you, man. And I'm so happy we got to connect on this level, brother. And we got to share your wisdom and your knowledge with, with our, with, you know, with the audience here that's, you know, going to help them out. And so where can, if people want to be more connected with you, where can they find you? Yeah. So I have a main website. It's onlinesupercoach.com. That kind of has my hub of, I do a lot of live events, my seminar schedule, my podcast. I've written a few books. Everything is on there. If you want to get more of the stuff that I have, I also have a lot of free trainings on a lot of stuff that I'm sharing here, just yeah. like webinars and videos on getting deeper into it. And then uh, I'm very active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I got a weird name, but if you just type in Google, M-I-H-R-Z-A-D, A.J. Mirzad, you'll find me on there. And uh, I'm very open. I, I love chatting. Yeah. Like if you send me a DM, I would love to chat with you, especially if you're talking about this stuff. You know, Adrian, you're a good friend. I could talk to you about this stuff all day long. You know, oh, you said, day, let's dude. do another hour. I'll do another <laughs> hour. Yes. Man. And, uh, oh, yeah, man. We're so I'm always gonna... open to it. If you need any uh, clarity or anything like that, hit me up anytime. And I want to acknowledge you. I appreciate you. You know, I, we got to connect a few months ago. And I remember from my first time connected with you, I knew you were special. You had a special energy about you. And then once I got to know you through Sterling and to see your success firsthand, I said, now I understand the same energy, the same light that I saw is now reflecting your reality. 
And you have accomplished a lot at a very young age. And I know that you're going to accomplish a lot more in life. And I'm grateful to know you and be your friend. And I can't wait to see all the amazing things that you accomplish in your lifetime. Oh, man. Thanks so much, man. That, that Coming from you, brother, that means the absolute world to me, man. And uh, it is awesome that we were able to connect like this. And, uh, man, whenever you come to Austin or if I'm in, you said, uh, what, Vancouver, I believe. I'm in so. New York. Uh, oh, yeah, New York. That's right, man. Whenever yeah. we're going to have to link up, grab some food together sometime, man, and chat. Definitely. Up, I love it. So I always ask everybody this as an exit question. If you had 30 to 60 seconds left, nothing in particular but 30 to 60 seconds left and you wanted to leave one last message to the world, what exactly would that be? Yes, you know, I am very big on just understanding how this entire world works. And of course, every single person will tell you they have a way that it works. And most of the times, the people that do, they say it's false. So I believe that there is a universal truth. There is a universal truth that 7.5 billion people on this planet believe in, right? Because when it comes to God, religion, politics, everyone has their own belief systems and it never works. But there are certain things within the human understanding that cannot be disputed, that cannot be argued. An example of universal truth is gravity, right? We all believe in gravity. You can't, you, you can say it doesn't exist, but you put something up, it drops on the floor. Yeah. That's gravity, right? So I look at it from a metaphysical point of view, what are two things that are undeniable that you could pretty much prove it that it exists? One of them is the present moment. So the present moment is undisputable. Right now, life is happening. You could argue that it doesn't exist, but there is now. This is my reality, this is your reality, this is it. The past, you could say anything happened in the past. The future, no one knows, but the present moment is universal truth. And what's the other, what's the most important universal truth? That is love. Love is felt by every single living thing on this planet. I love you, you love me, we love life. Love is, is universally accepted, right? No one will tell you that love doesn't exist. Even the most grouchy person will yeah. tell you that love <laughs> is real. So I say to myself that if love and presence are two things that are universally accepted and universally felt, how can I live in a state of love and presence every conscious moment? And I do think about that. Okay, if we're in the present moment and we experience love, the intersection between love and presence is gratitude. Because if you're in a place of loving the moment, loving the conversation you're having, loving where you're at, loving the now, then that's immense level of gratitude. And that's when I realized if we spend more time in gratitude, we are more present because once you're grateful, I'm grateful for makes you present to the moment, and it makes you full of love. But I found, and I've read about this, that the highest level of attraction and manifestation happens with gratitude. Because once you appreciate what you have, you get more of it. Just like money in the bank, it appreciates, it grows. Your life appreciates. So I spend most of my time and energy being in a place of appreciation, of gratitude. Because once I'm grateful, I'm in a place of love, and presence and I'm living my universal truth. And you're not in that needy phase. You're exactly. Not. Needing nothing attracts everything. And, yes. Oh man, that is one hell of a way to end this conversation. Again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this, man. It means the absolute world to me. And um, we're gonna have to do this again, brother. This has been absolutely amazing. Yes, I appreciate it. Appreciate you. 
and look forward to uh, sharing this with, with everyone. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely.